0: Good evening. Now we know how severe the restrictions on our lives will be in order to try to slow the spread of coronavirus. The message has always been stay home, save lives. Now we'll have to. From tonight, if we don't follow the rules, they'll be enforced by the police. For the next three weeks, at least, we can only leave our homes for the very limited exceptions that the Prime Minister has been setting out. And the First Minister has been spelling out exactly what it all means for us here in Wales.
1: Over the last few weeks, we have asked everyone in Wales to make changes in the way we live our lives. We have asked you to stay at home. We've asked you to work from home if you can, and not to travel unless it is absolutely necessary. We've done this to slow the spread of coronavirus in Wales, to save lives and to protect our NHS. But now, we have to introduce more, even tighter measures. From now on, all high street shops will be closed, except those selling food, pharmacies, banks, and post offices. Local NHS services, including your GP, will continue to be open. But all social events, including weddings, baptisms, and other ceremonies, as well as gatherings of more than two people in public, should not take place. Funerals will continue to be held, but only with close family present. We are asking everyone to stay at home, please only go out once a day to shop for basic food if you have to, and to exercise close to home. Everyone should now also work from home if you can. Now these are really big changes for all of us. We are making them because of the speed the virus is continuing to spread. Please help us to protect you and to save lives. Together, we can do this.
0: Well, joining me now is um, the Health Minister, Vaughan Gething. Um, where to start? People will be digesting this tonight and just thinking, this is extraordinary, extraordinarily difficult. Not sure how it's going to affect their lives. What can you say to them?
2: Well, these are truly extraordinary times and governments right across the UK are taking truly extraordinary measures. It shows the scale of the threat that coronavirus uh, faces and presents to all of us. And so it's really important that we're all part of the answer. No one should try to assume that they won't be affected. They will somehow be the exception. We all need to follow the rules, not to save our own lives and our own families, but of course families we may not know. If we don't follow the advice, we may never know.
0: Can I just um, check on the, the, the issue of enforcement? <coughs> I mean, the police will mm. will be involved in enforcing. That's going to scare a lot of people. Um, can you tell us more about it?
2: Well, what we found with the previous set of social distancing guidance that we had is most people were following that guidance. The problem was that some people weren't, and there was a real risk that we'd still see coronavirus spreading uh, regardless. So. What we're now doing is a further set of measures, because we are concerned about the pace of the spread of coronavirus and the impact it's already having. And we're doing that to be clear that we will enforce those powers now. We think that actually for most people, if they're reminded about what's happening, then that's what will happen. But we have to have the ability to have these as legally enforceable provisions and, and that's where the Welsh Government will be making regulations this week. OK.
0: So, the... I mean, what can you tell me of, of, of how the enforcement will take place? I mean, are you talking about arrests?
2: We'll be able to designate the police. Uh, but what you normally have with the police, there's an initial warning, there's the potential for on-the-spot uh, activity as well. But we actually think that once this happens, once not just the message from tonight, but once the first few people have actually had to be warned or potentially receive on-the-spot fines, we'll find a very high level of compliance. And actually, most people understand the real threat that is being caused. This isn't a drill, it's not an act. There's a real and present danger in the infection rates, but also the death figures in Wales and across the UK underline the importance of
0: uh, Were these moves... Um a direct response to the sort of thing we saw over the weekend when people seemed not to be taking um, the
2: warnings seriously?
0: Or is this something that has been developed separately to that?
2: Well, in the Joint Action Plan that the Welsh Government agreed, together with the other three governments in the UK, we set out a range of measures that we might take. It's driven partly by the advice from our independent scientific experts and the chief scientific advisor in the Welsh Government. It is also driven by what we see in terms of uh, public behaviour. So the great majority of people have taken the advice we've given and followed it, but too many people weren't. And the scenes we saw in Snowdonia and Penavan, including the sort of the transfer of people to a range of coastal areas for caravan sites, in particular. That shows that if we just ignored that, we wouldn't be achieving our objectives. I and it does take a society-wide out. effort. Was this
0: a direct response to that, <coughs> or is it? Uh,
2: it it's, well, it's part of the reason, okay. not the whole reason. It's part of the reason. So there's still plenty of scientific underpinning to the steps that we're taking, but that comes back again to the way that people are behaving, and we need a much higher level of joint behaviour to make sure we have the best possible chance. Of slowing coronavirus and saving more lives.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm having to adapt the way I'm interviewing you because normally I'd want to be challenging you politically, but I also want to try to get certain things clear. But there is a political challenge, isn't there? Because some people um, have said that this sort of thing should have happened earlier. It did in other countries at different stages. Do you think this should have come earlier?
2: Well, it's much easier to be wise after the event. What I can honestly say to you and any and every person in Wales is that I and all of my ministerial colleagues have made decisions on the best available we have available to us, the advice of our chief scientific adviser and our chief medical officer as well. We certainly haven't gambled with people's lives or, out or, or their livelihoods. We have taken this incredibly seriously. And Who could not, given the scale of what is possibly going to happen?
0: Uh, No, but uh, you you will have read the same things that I read over the weekend. um, Criticism of the UK government's, um, uh, well, the decision-making. I realise a lot of it was off the record and source quotes, but there there certainly seems to have been a theme that uh, the UK government had a certain strategy, talking about developing a herd immunity. um, Then it changed. Um, That could be seen as a U-turn. Were you swept up in that sort of, uh, perhaps, miscalculation by the UK government?
2: No, we've always been guided by the advice of our chief medical officer, who's been having regular conversations with his counterparts in Northern Ireland, Scotland and England, and our chief scientific advisor, who is part of the specialist scientific advisory group that advises all four governments. So we've always acted on the evidence in front of us. Uh, and that's what we'll continue to do, because how else can you respond in a crisis like this? If you're just going to be buffeted around by what is popper on social media... That won't necessarily save lives. You can be popular for half an hour. But if you end up finding out that you had advice and guidance that wasn't followed, wasn't taken account of, there were people understand it then. It's asking, well, could my loved one still be here if you'd done what was right, not what was popular? So one
0: more on that. Um, do, are you confident that the Welsh Government is doing the right thing by taking these decisions, uh, on, on a, a where possible, on a UK-wide basis? Are, are you confident that that's the right approach?
2: Well, certainly as confident as I can be with the evidence we have available to us. And there's lots where a coordinated approach in the UK is obviously preferable. So the measures we've been able to influence on support for businesses and for employees, the further steps we've called for on helping to protect the self-employed, you have to be part of a UK-wide conversation to have that influence. But ultimately, ministers here have still had to exercise powers. So the enforcement powers in the regulations we will provide will come from Welsh ministers. Either myself or the First Minister will sign those regulations to give the police those enforcement powers.
0: Um, Where are you on in terms of building extra capacity into the the health service? I noted the announcement over the weekend of bringing forward the the, the new hospital for the Gwent area. Um, What else are you doing to try to make sure there's enough, uh, both beds, ventilators, whatever the NHS needs?
2: Well, on ventilators, we already have what we think are about three quarters of what we will probably need, but we're also part of a UK-wide arrangement on the manufacture and the purchase of new ventilators. So we're, again, pooling our resources to make sure that each of the four nations sees a benefit from that. We're providing more personal protective equipment to our staff in health and social care, The first significant deliveries have gone out to social care today. We're also cooperating, of course, on medicine supply, because community pharmacies are on the front line of the way we're trying to protect our most vulnerable citizens as well. And on beds, not just the decision I've made to bring forward 350 extra beds in the Grange University Hospital. We've done a deal on a national basis with the fairly limited private sector in Wales, 150 extra beds there too and unstaffed, to make sure those beds are properly staffed. We've also announced we're not just supporting the efforts to bring people back into health and social care who have retired. But also we'll be announcing further steps on taking forward allowing third, second and first year students who are nursing or other allied health professions to come into the workforce to help us to staff those beds to which have the maximum capacity to save as many lives as possible. Uh,
0: And finally, just a quick word on testing. Would you expect to see mass testing rolled out? I I know you've, you've taken steps in that direction. Would you expect to see it rolled out? More widely.
2: Well, I've announced we're going to significantly increase our testing capacity. So that means that the NHS staff who are now being tested. Lots were tested over the weekend. They'll be able to come back to work when they should do. We'll also roll that out to other staff groups – social care, the police, other services too. We could get to the position where there's much wider community testing, and that's because we're deliberately choosing how we use our resources, as well as investing in significantly increasing the capacity.
0: Vaughan Gething, thank you very much for talking to us this evening. Um, I'm sure we'll be talking to you much more in the days and weeks to come. The weekend just gone was supposed to be Plaid Cymru's spring conference in Llangollen. The party called off the gathering as the coronavirus outbreak took hold. And last week, their leader, Adam Price, self-isolated himself and his family after his young son started showing symptoms. Owen Phillips spoke to him before this evening's announcement about staying safe and what steps both governments should take to alleviate the crisis.
3: The best thing about Wales is its people.
4: Adam Price has opened up in the past about the impact his family has had on his politics. In this political broadcast, he talks about the strain on his mum from looking after his dad. So, with the Plaid Cymru leader now in self-isolation, what's been the personal impact? It was Mother's Day yesterday, traditionally uh, people would would spend time with their families. You, I know, have spoken in the past uh, about uh, the strong bond you have uh, with your parents. That must have been uh, a really difficult time as well.
3: Yes, uh, you know, very poignant, I think, for so many of us, isn't it? And, uh, um, you know, uh, I'm lucky and my partner's lucky. We we both have... uh, both sets of our parents uh, uh, with us. And uh, we, we've got a very strong connection, as you say. And I speak to my mother now uh, on a on a daily basis um, just to make sure that she's okay. We'd have normally gone out for a, a family meal and, uh, you know, we've had to postpone that. And we're obviously planning for something once these uh, clouds have lifted, um, um, you know, later in the year, uh, hopefully if we're able to.
4: While he was at home, his colleagues took to the airwaves, making several demands of the UK and Welsh governments. They've been calling for more support for businesses and a an universal basic income.
3: We need to do something. We need to do something very, very fast uh, as well. For you know, people that, uh, on top of all the uh, you know the, the worry about health, have this additional uh, worry about how they're going to pay the bills. Uh, you know, in the coming days, uh, and the, the the simplest way, uh, quick, simple, uh, would be to, on top of everything else that's been done, is to introduce an universal basic income, so a a, a flat amount paid to everyone. Uh, for those who, who don't need it, then you know it can be recouped through the tax system at a later date. Um, and you know, we've heard from the the, the America that they are uh, considering sending out a. A check, effectively a monthly check, uh, directly to uh, all Americans, is one of the options that is being considered.
4: This wouldn't solve, would it, some of the some of the challenges uh, in terms of businesses, in particular, and some businesses who are simply worried about going out of business. No, you're right.
3: And I think I think that there is more to do there because at the moment, what we have is, um, uh, you know, big numbers uh, uh, potentially in terms of business support, but in the form of loans. Uh, And I think that, you know, piling on debt onto businesses that are facing a very uncertain future is not the way to address this uh, unique challenge. I think that we should simply accept collectively as a society that in order to sustain our economy, uh, we, we, have to, we have to underwrite uh, these losses, so um, it, they should be grants, non-repayable grants, to cover uh, fixed costs uh, during this uh, time. What is going to happen, or is already happening, uh, will have consequences for you know, for the rest of the decade. I mean, that is, that is, I think, one thing that we can be certain of. Uh, and uh, it will, you know, it will reshape uh, our economy and our society. So there is potential... it will up to a decade? Well, I, I think that it certainly is going to change us, isn't it? And, you know, there is potential there for us to uh, do some things which actually uh, uh, may uh, create a, a positive foundation for the future. So take universal basic income. I think it is something that we're going to have to do as the structure of the economy changes in the future with the rise of automation. It's all, it was on the horizon and on the agenda anyway. Well, why not take this opportunity now to put that foundation, that secure economic foundation for everyone in our society there, not just on a temporary and emergency basis, but as a foundation for us as we cope with the consequences of this crisis through the rest of the decade?
4: And finally, can I ask in terms of the political discourse at the moment, um, we have a, a Welsh government who are clearly trying to grapple with this uh, and a first minister trying to, to grapple with this. Is this time, do you think, for people uh, to put some of their political differences aside? I've seen some you know, pretty nasty stuff said about uh, Mark Drakeford online. Is this really the time for that now?
3: People definitely should not, uh, I, I think, um, you know, demonize or, or um, uh, uh, unfairly criticize politicians in a personal manner. I, you know, I, I, I think that, um, you know, everyone that I've met and I already knew uh, that is involved in this crisis, uh, and Matt Hancock, you know, Simon Hart in the, in the UK government that I've met, uh, Mark Rickford and Vaughan Gethin, that I all know already, these are all decent people that are are trying to do what they think is right in this crisis. And I think that they deserve our sympathy and our support as as public servants in in doing that. A balance needs to be struck, of course, because it is right and proper that scrutiny and accountability continues, uh, even in a a crisis, because that's how we get better decisions. But it should never be personal.
4: Adam Price, stay safe and thanks for joining us.
0: Now, amidst all these uh, huge announcements, ministers made a series of announcements and committed to spend what would have seemed unthinkable amounts of money uh, in the past to help out employers and employees in these unthinkable times. While cafes and bars have been told to close, many other businesses have followed suit. Streets that would normally be bustling on a Monday lunchtime are all but empty. It's an uncertain time for employers and employees alike. In an effort to ease some of that uncertainty, the Chancellor made announcements that were as surprising as they were unprecedented.
2: For the first time in our history, the government is going to step in and help to pay people's wages. We're setting up a new coronavirus job retention scheme. Any employer in the country, small or large, charitable or non-profit, will be eligible for the scheme.
0: Among those measures are providing grants to cover 80% of the salary of workers up to a limit of £2,500 a month, extending universal credit to cover the self-employed and extending the interest-free loan scheme for small businesses. Elsewhere, the closure of schools for all but the children of key workers means thousands of parents will be working from home for the foreseeable future. The Education Minister was clear that only those most in need will be able to continue to attend school as usual.
5: It is absolutely crucial that parents do what they can to help us and to help our teachers at this particular time by only sending children into school if they have no other alternative. The smaller the number of children that we have in school, the better for everybody.
0: The spread of coronavirus has meant life has had to change and change fast. How we adapt to those changes remains to be seen. To discuss this more now, I'm joined by employment lawyer Bethan Darwin. Um, Thank you very much for joining us, Bethan. Obviously, things are still in a state of flux, but a lot of changes were already announced by the Chancellor uh, last Friday. Um, Were they relatively good news for businesses, or is that still to be worked out?
5: Well, they were relatively good news for businesses in that the possibility of being able to sort of set pause for up to three months Um, for £2,500 per employee per month did give potentially a sort of breathing space for employers and employees to be able to navigate these choppy waters and get through the other side without having to lay people off. They were, you know... The word furlough is a word that employment lawyers in the UK have never used before and have used it hundreds of times in the past three days. It's an American term. We don't use it and it has no definition in legislation in England and Wales, but we're all talking about it now.
0: We've had to learn quite a few new words, I think, in this crisis, haven't we? Uh, Do you think employers... I mean, obviously, uh, everything is provisional, but do you think employers are still nervous about this idea of furlough because of uncertainty about where it fits in employment law?
5: Yes, because we've had very little detail so far. It got announced on Friday, but no detail has really yet been announced as to how it is going to work. And the details of it, we're just told... So you can get it. It's going to be navigated through the HMRC portal. That portal is yet to go online. Not surprisingly, very busy times, and, and the exact precise details of it are very unclear. What we do know is it's for employees only, not self-employed people. So obviously, for them, it's a, a whole new ball game. They're still looking at SSP or, or benefits. Um, so there's very little detail, and people are uncertain as to how it's going to work. And we're expecting more detail over the next few days yet to come. So really, we know that we don't know a great deal about it as yet, but that it presents a potentially viable option for um, employees and employees. It's a good thing for employees as well to not get laid off and have some money coming in. Um, over the next three months. Let's hope we'll which, get some you know,
0: detail on that. Um, we Actually, we'd invited you on originally because we wanted to talk about what happens to parents who have to stay home. Um, did the announcements by the Chancellor on Friday supersede those questions, or are they still relevant?
5: They don't supersede because they sort of run alongside. Um, employees who might want to take some time off to look after children or who just work from home, uh, those are different considerations. This is for employees who are facing redundancy. Now, I suppose for some employees, they may say, I'd be interested in furlough employer because it would enable me to access up to £2,500 per month and not work and stay at home looking after my children. But then it depends on whether the employer can manage without them and whether those are maybe key employees that they need in order to keep the business going for a short period. So, they sort of run alongside each other, but they are different questions. This is, an effect, a short-term redundancy that then comes back, as it were, and you can come back to work at the end of it.
0: In Wales, much of this is devolved. Um, is that causing confusion, or is it clear what the Welsh Government versions of the schemes are? Are they, in fact, the same?
5: I think they're the same. Uh, Earlier today, the Business Wales website was clicking on to the .gov.uk guidelines, limited guidelines on furlough. Uh, When I looked at them just uh, before recording this interview, uh, it was then actually setting it out itself without referring you back to the .gov.uk website, but it was the same. So I think in this particular instance, it really isn't causing confusion because it is the same, or at least we're anticipating it's going to be the same, through HMRC. Uh, I suppose what is causing confusion is it's making it more difficult for people to understand that quite a lot of things are devolved to Wales. They seem like the same thing at the moment. So I don't think that's causing confusion for employers. It looks like it's going to be the same.
0: Okay. well, thank you very much for that, Beth, and I'm sure we'll be coming back to you for more advice uh, in the coming weeks and months. Beth and Darwin, thank you very much. That's it for tonight. Thank you for joining us. Good night. Stay home. Stay safe.